In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Uh, today I wanna, would like to quote from uh, one of my best teachers in the faith, my mom. My mom liked to teach lessons in a way that um, wasn't always in a way that I would prefer. She liked to teach lessons in a way that, of course, I remembered, because I'm talking to you about it today, but not in a way that I would always prefer. There was one time uh, where I called her. I was away at college, and I called her, and I said, Mom, I'm, I'm coming home this weekend. And I thought she'd be excited because I was coming home. And she said, Oh, that's great. I was going to call you and tell you that so-and-so from our church is moving this weekend, and I told them that you would help them to move. So I knew you'd be coming home this weekend. And I said, Mom, I am coming home. I want to relax. I've been studying so hard. I don't necessarily want to help someone move. Why do I have to do that? And she said these four words that are extraordinarily important. She said... It's what we do. It's what we do. And so, of course, I came home, and of course, I helped the people in our church to move because she was right. It's what we do. Now, of course, at the start of Great Lent, we're going to be told a whole bunch of stuff that we are supposed to do as Christians. We are supposed to come to church and pray more often. It's what we do. We're supposed to fast. We're being told that we need to fast as Christians. It's what we do. We are told that we need to give alms and to sacrifice of our time and to sacrifice of our treasure. It's what we do. And there is one thing that perhaps we don't necessarily include in that, that prayer, fasting, and almsgiving and preparation for a great Lent, but one that the church gives us this morning on Forgiveness Sunday as a very important thing for us to remember as Christians, and that is forgiveness. Forgiveness is one of those things where God looks at us and says, just like my mom, it's what we do. Because as human beings created in the image and likeness of God and as Christians attempting to work out our salvation and be more and more in that image and likeness of God, we are called to do things that God does. And brothers and sisters, God forgives. It's one of the most fundamental and foundational things that God does for us. Every time during the divine liturgy, and we'll say it in, in just a little while, those great words that Christ said at the Last Supper to his apostles, take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you for the forgiveness of sins. And over that cup, drink of this all of you, this is my blood of the new covenant is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. God forgives. And so as human beings, as Christians created in the image and likeness of God, forgiveness is something that we just do. Forgiveness is something that we are called to do. And unfortunately, it's one of the most difficult things for us to do. I think a lot of the times, at least speaking about myself, prefer to be in bitterness. It's so much easier to complain and to hold on to that thing that somebody has done, for, done to us. 
It's so much easier to wish for revenge and to hope that something bad would happen to that person that did something wrong to us. It's, it's so much easier. Because we don't see, we have the wrong understanding of what forgiveness is, and that's why we think of it in that way. Think about Adam and Eve. Today we're also celebrating their expulsion from the garden. They left from the garden. They sinned. Do you think that their sin wasn't forgiven? I think that God in his mercy did forgive their sin, but when we are given forgiveness, when we give forgiveness to others, that doesn't mean that the consequence of that sin goes away. We wish that it does. Adam and Eve left the garden because they sinned. And because they sinned, death entered into the world. That consequence of sin was still there. And unfortunately for them, even though they were forgiven their sins, it wasn't until many years later when Christ, the Word of God, takes on flesh, when Christ was crucified and on the third day rose again from the dead, that's the time when the consequence of that sin was finally erased. But you know, unfortunately, even though that consequence is no longer there, we don't see it ourselves until our own death. And when we think about that, we have to actually face the consequence of sin even until our death, it's hard for us to forgive. Because we would much rather, when someone punches us in the face and they say, forgive me, we forgive them, we'd prefer the black eye to go away. But that's not how it works. We ask, we give forgiveness, even though the consequence of that sin is still there. Because by taking on our flesh, by going to the cross, by dying in the flesh, by raising from the dead, Christ shows us not only that our sins are forgiven, he shows us that evil does not win. He shows us that he conquers all evil. And so when we look at that and we know that his death destroys death and his death destroys the consequences of our sin, we can more easily then forgive. We can more easily grant forgiveness to those people who have wronged us. We can more easily grant forgiveness to those people who have wronged our family and our friends. Sometimes those are the things that are much more difficult for us to forgive. And so on Forgiveness Sunday later on tonight at Vespers, and I really hope that you all will come back tonight for the Forgiveness Vespers service, where we're able to offer forgiveness and to ask for forgiveness from each other, we enter into that right so that we cannot have forgiveness distract us from our salvation. Because our Lord, when he looked at the people of Israel, even after going through the sin of Adam and Eve, forgiving their sin, we read and we'll read in, in Genesis during the, the course of our great Lenten journey, and we can read in many other places of the Old Testament, we can see the places where the people of Israel sinned and where God forgave them and where the people of Israel sinned again and where God forgave them. And never once did he look at them and say, your sin is too great, I am done with you. And the same must be true of us because again, if we are Christians and forgiveness is what we do, no matter what people do to us, no matter what we might see in this world, we are called to forgive. And when we hold on to unforgiveness, when we hold on to bitterness, we are rejecting the love of God. 
we are saying, I don't want your salvation, and we are get, letting someone else's evil and someone else's sin get in the way of our salvation. We are letting others and their sin get in the way of our salvation. And so it's important for us as we enter our Lenten journey where we are processing to the cross, where we're going to, the, to see the resurrection, that if we really want to see it, we have got to forgive just as God forgives us. As we pray every time in the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And as we were, we were reminded in this morning's gospel, when we forgive others their, sin, their transgressions, we too ourselves are forgiven. So as we begin this great Lenten journey, let us remember to forgive and to not let other people's evil get in the way of our salvation, to grant forgiveness, to seek forgiveness so that we might not be a distraction for others in their journey to Christ, in their journey to the kingdom of God. Because forgiveness is one of those things where it's just what we do as Christians. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.